Riverside. What's happening? It is Thursday? Yes, today's Thursday. Oh, almost there through the week. You know, when you're laid off all the days do kind of just kind of coincide together. But, you know, you do know you get a little bit of a relief during the weekend just to kind of not have to worry about the week or whatever, you know. So, yeah, there's that. But. You know, I'm not going to dwell on it. I pray about it every morning. I know it's out of my control. I can do the best that I can do. And keep moving forward. All that jazz, right? The Lord. Yes, I said the Lord. I know he got me. Okay, y'all. So, <laughs> let's talk about it. We're going to talk about co-parenting right and I understand that co-parenting is different for each group couple every I get it and you know what works for one set of parents may not work for the next set of parents. So this is just, please remember that this is just my opinion. This is not a gold stamp of approval. This isn't a, this is, you know, how it should be. This is basically me just expressing what my boundaries and what I you know, would consider as good for for me, like the good co-parenting to exist in, in all of that. So, yeah, so that it's, it's that for me. Um, sorry, I'm messing with the levels on, on here. I'm trying to make sure it sounds right. I hope it does. <laughs> I'll figure it. I, I will find out later, won't I? But yeah, so for me, right? And this will probably be one of those tangents of where I go off on a squirrel. And it's probably one subject, more than one subject kind of tied in one. Y'all should be used to me by now and my squirrelness and... <laughs> Just my giggles and everything and how I am. This is, you know what, this is not your, I guess, a normal podcast or whatever. It's like, you know, I don't, I have subjects and then again, I don't have subjects. And it's kind of like off the top of the dome and then it's just me just having a conversation with you and letting stuff out. And, you know, if it's, if it lasts an hour, it lasts an hour. If it lasts 45 minutes and it lasts 45 minutes. I try to at least do 45 minutes. So sometimes I do just go off. And kind of ramble when I'm like, okay, crap, that was only 30 minutes. I didn't figure out what I was talking about. But anyway, see, I just did it. 
back on task for this one. <laughs> um, I will say this. I do think about certain subjects, especially when they kind of involve my son's father, because I know one day my son probably will hear this or he'll have friends that'll probably hear this or, and you know, and then he'll come and he'll have questions and I'm here for questions and I don't, I don't want to hide anything or not say anything to my son, but I also feel like, you know, he doesn't need to know and hear everything, especially now anyway. So one, which is why I like to do this when he's at school. So he doesn't hear what his mom has said. And you know, my mouth is bad, but whatever. So that was just like a disclaimer for me. But anyway, so for co-parenting, for, for me, right, I believe that each parent should be comfortable having those uncomfortable conversations and not only comfortable being uncomfortable having those, those conversations, respecting each other's boundaries, right? And not saying, you. Sh- let's say if you're in a relationship, not also being considerate of your partner, not saying that, but it's also like, this is what you both agreed on to do. Or, you know, you may not agree with what the other parent is saying or asking for you to do, but respect them enough, right, to, I guess, put in the effort or to to do it because it'll make it a, a smooth transition. Now, don't get me wrong. If it's something crazy, right, I'm not saying, you know, by any means go above and beyond because somebody is asking ridiculous shit. Like, that's not what I'm saying, right? Like, if they're like, you know, anything pertaining like a significant other or whatever, and it's just like crazy, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that at, at all. What I am, what basically I'm suggesting that you two come together and you, this is what I'm expecting from a co-parent. And then this person goes, okay, this is what I'm expecting as a co-parent. And in some way within that conversation, a compromise take place that works for everyone, right? Because in the end, this is going to affect the relationship you two have with each other does affect your kid. I know a lot of people will say, oh, we don't discuss it in front of them or oh, they don't know what's going on. We hide it. That's bullshit, right? We may not think our kids here, but they some ear hustlers, right? They're overhearing. Like, don't be fooled because they have their AirPods or headphones, whatever, on their head or in their ear. They could be listening to everything you're saying, but you think, you know, they're listening to music. They can't hear what I'm saying. And you bash mouth and, you know, the other parent or whatever. So don't be, don't be naive to, to that. Right. So the relationship that you two have does affect your kid. And not just that, the outside of the, outside of the relationship 
that you two have comes with the other relationships. So let's say you are in another relationship with someone else. The relationship that that parent will have with your significant other is going to affect your kid. So it has to be an understanding ground with that. It needs to be an understanding ground with all the adults, right? In your child or kids or, you know, in their lives. Because they need to see some type of united front of, of some sort. Like you don't never want them to feel like they have to choose one parent over the other or choose one, you know, because, well, they don't get along or they're fighting or whatever the case may be. Like you never want to put your kid kids, you know, in the middle of of that. So for me, right, I am not a, and this is me, I don't think that I require or ask for too much. And by that, I mean this, it's like, you know, I want us to, the same, the same amount of respect that I give you, I require that you give me. That's the biggest one for me because the moment that I feel disrespected, then we already were already off to a bad start, right? So for me, like the amount of respect that I give you, that's the requirement that I have of you to give to me. So once you, that's one. So be, you know, communicative. I'm a big person on communication. If you just talk to me and let me know what's going on, nine times out of 10, I'm not going to have an issue, right? Long as we can talk about it rationally and calmly and not one person getting into their feelings about whatever or one person, well, yeah, getting into their feelings because you're not liking what is being said to you. You ask a question and the answer that you got, you don't like. Like, no, that's not what I wanted to hear. So now it's a problem. And now that subject or whatever is more bigger than what it needed to be because you didn't like the answer that you received, right? Let's let's not do that. Also, let's be cautious to any type of communication that you have. So by that, I mean, don't try to force upon another person that a conversation took place when it didn't, Right? <laughs> I'm going to just leave that there. There are some, and it's, you know, any mom that whoever the, you know, will swear up and down that something took place when it didn't. And to me, I always go, okay, you're someone you ever heard. And by that, I mean this, have, I don't know if anybody's ever heard this phrase before, but have you ever heard of, of someone saying they lie so much that they believe their own lies, right? So this person has probably had a conversation with themselves thinking that they were talking to you or, or whatever, or had a conversation with someone else and telling them the lie to them, right? But they didn't said it so many times that now in their head, they're really thinking that that com- commercial, <laughs> that commercial conversation, 
that that conversation actually took place. And we can laugh, we can joke, but it it happens, right? And it, and when it happens, it leaves you sitting there going, what the fuck are you talking about? We did not have that conversation. Like, when did we do that? Or, you know, they start to, you know, like that's it. They start to believe the lie or whatever that they've either told others or telling themselves to justify whatever is taking place, right? They may come to you to bring up something or you may ask a question to them. And then it's like, and their response to you is the lie that they've been telling themselves to others. And you're sitting there confused, like, what the fuck? No, that's that's not how that went. Or we didn't talk about that. Or that never came up. Or you never talked. Like, so that's what I mean by that. Let's be aware and, and, and cautious of the conversations that do and do not take place. Don't be combative. Don't go back and forth. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some times where you may forget, you know, I'm not going to sit here like I'm perfect and I can remember, you know, remember every conversation that I probably had. <sighs> I couldn't even complete that thought because as a female, I will say we are good, Right at remembering conversations with certain people because we know at some point down the line we're going to have to revisit that conversation or because we like to ask questions. So whatever, let's say I asked you a question in September, right? Don't think we're going to forget the answer that you told us because I would because we'll turn around and ask you that exact same question in December or January or February. And if you don't give us the same answer that you gave us back in September, don't think we're not going to catch that. Like, mm, that's that's not what you said happened before. You, you said something completely different than what you're saying. So did that happen? Did that not like what, what's happening? Right. So that's what I'm like, I can't say that I won't remember, but like, it depends on the person. Most likely probably will remember the conversation that took place. So I'm just, I'm just saying, let's just be, you know, very cautious about that and let's not be combative and go and go back and forth. Another part that one of my requirements is when, um, and let me, also, let this be very, very known, right? I'm not asking you to do anything that I wouldn't ask of myself, right? So, and this is for me, like I said. So when I do express boundaries, the needs, the want, you know, when I'm going, you know, having those conversations or, or expressing any type, you know, if I ask of something of you, that same it say it goes for me as well. It's not like, oh, this is what you have to do, but I don't have to do it. Like, no, I'm not that person. So if I'm telling you, like, hey, you know, either one of us gets into a new relationship, let's wait 
a significant amount of time. And when I say significant, I'm like five, six months, right? Get to know the person. Make sure they are worthy enough to bring around your precious cargo, your child. You want to make sure that that person, and I and I and I said what I said, worthy, because not everybody is worthy to grace the presence of your kid. I'm a mama bear through and through, y'all. I love my kid. I am so protective of my kid. And I am not a person who brings people in and out of his lives. You know, I've gone like, you know, I've shared, I've gone on dates. Um, I've talked to people, you know, text messages and, and whatnot. And even that, right? Like even being on the dating sites and talking to, you know, talking to these guys, one guy sent me a picture of his two daughters. I think maybe we were talking for two days. You know, I'll give it a week. I'll probably say a week, right? But he he sent me a picture of his daughters and I was like, oh, they're, you know, they're gorgeous. Oh my God. You know, like I'm not going to not, you know, acknowledge that you sent me pictures of your kids. Did I think it was weird? Absolutely. Why are you sending me pictures of your kids? We it's, it's only been maybe a week at this point, right? So then I want to say we went a few days, maybe two days or something like that. It's just like I, you know, I did. I kind of stepped back or whatever, didn't talk, didn't communicate with him. And then he reached back out or whatever. And, you know, I love the whole, I miss you, dude. I don't know. I don't know you to, to miss you. Like I have, like, I don't have that, that, that feeling to be like, oh my God, yes, I miss you. And I was like, oh, thank you. Like, I think I said, thank you. I was like, thank you. Um, but yeah, and then he in that conversation, he was like, well, I told my daughters about you. And I said, why? Why would you do that? Well, you know, I, you know, I have strong, I have strong feelings and I want to make you. Okay, bro. We have strong feelings. I haven't even met you. How do you have strong feelings? Like, what are you talking about? Why would you tell your kids about me? Like, don't tell your kids about me. Like, dude, you're still trying to. We're still, and I think I said we're still trying to figure out if each other is crazy and making sure we're still sane and you know worthy enough to be in each other's children in our in the children's presence. Like I'm very big on like don't don't be so quick to introduce someone to your kids because that involves them into the relationship, and so that now you're opening them up to the hurt or the outcome of whatever it it may be, right? I don't care about me getting the backlash, right? Or whatever going, whatever happens between us, me receiving that. Like I can be upset, I can be hurt, I can be mad or whatever. But when you involve my kids' feelings, that's a whole different thing because it's like, okay, you didn't just disappoint me. You disappointed him. And that's not that's not cool. What you're not going to do is, is disappoint 
him. I'm not going to bring him or get him involved in the situation that one, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out or whatever, or I'm not trying to be rushed into where just because you want this to happen, I'm not going to like, okay, that's fine. That's dandy. And even if someone wants to move that fast, like, oh, I want you to meet my kids after a week or after two, I think I still will put a pause on it, right? Like, mm, we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. We still, we still trying to figure it out. I, I appreciate that you want to introduce me, but I don't think we're there. And I wouldn't even say, we, I'm like, I'm not there. Because the last thing I want to do is get involved in your child's life. And then two days later, I'm gone, right? Or whatever the case, or a month later, or whatever the case. And I know even after meeting the kid or kids, children, however you, know, however you want to say it, I know that is still a possibility, right? Like I'm not just, don't think that even though after six months and okay, you introduce like that's still, that's like that possibility goes away of that person not being involved. I get that and I understand it, but your kids are going to have a lot of questions, right? And I feel like somewhere around that six month mark, you should be able to answer the questions that they're going to ask you or whatever the case because let's be, kids are brutally fucking honest. They're going to be honest. They're going to ask questions. They're going to ask those uncomfortable ass questions. You need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable with those questions, especially if they're coming from your kid or coming from somebody else's kid. Let's not put them through, have, you know, put them through that, right? So soon. You want to, you know, Talk to your kids about it first, whatever. Get their, you know, take on it or however. Even. I just don't, just just don't rush it. It's just when it comes to kids, I feel like you should not rush it. So with that, you know, six months, I also, and to go to coincide with that, I feel all parents involved, right, should meet. Because my kid is going to be around your significant other, right? Or vice versa. Or your kid is going to be around me. And for me, I want, because as a mother, especially as a female, I want everybody to be comfortable with the situation. I want you to feel comfort that your child will be in the care of me or around me and know that I will treat your kid the same way that I will treat mine. No different, right? I want you to be comfortable that if something were to happen, that I have your number to call you. You don't have to wait on the dad to call you because we, we will have that rapport with each other. We will have that relationship. I feel like you should have a relationship with each other outside of the dad, because if some shit happens and he's not available, you need to be able to call each other. He didn't answer. Okay, well, call the girlfriend or, you know, hey, this is what's going on. I call him. He didn't answer the phone. Can you let him know this is happening? You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. If my kid is, you know, something happens to my kid and 
his father is not around or whatever the case, you need to be able to call me to let me know, hey, this is what's happening. Blah, you know, X, Y, Z. So I'm up to date, right? You never want, you know, to leave that parent outside not knowing what the fuck is going on with their child. So everybody has to be on the same page, on the same accord, and have that respect for each other. I may not like you, but me liking you has nothing to do with it. I will respect you in front of my kid. My kid's going to be around you. We will have that respect for each other because that parent, mother, father is in a relationship with you. This is who they're choosing to be with, blah, blah, blah. But my kid's going to be around you, and that's my main concern, right? Making sure my kid is safe, making sure the environment that he in is good, making sure he's not getting into some shit that his ass shouldn't be getting into. Knowing that if some shit was to pop off, we can communicate with each other because it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the child. So those, honestly, (laughs) is everything that I require. And a co-parent and being able to have that relationship. Would it be nice to be friends and talk? Probably, most likely, yeah, I, I will say that. But you can't have that all the time, especially if everything else is falling for shit. And I need a lot of people. To, <laughs> some people need to get that too. It's like shit happens the parents split or whatever, but somebody is always like, well, let's just be friends. I can't be your friend. All this shit went down. I'm trying to learn the person who you are today because who you were yesterday is is not who the fuck you are today. And I don't like who you are today. I liked who you were yesterday, but I don't like who you are today. So you have to give me time to get to know who you are today to see if I can even be a friend to you. Being a friend is not a concern. Being a co-parent is my is the concern. And those are two different relationships, right? And don't get me wrong, I believe there are some people who have exhibited like the best co-parent situation. I have a friend and she co-parents. She had, you know, she co she co-parents in the relationship that she has with her oldest son's father is great. It's it's wonderful. She gets along. I believe he's married. Gets along with the wife. They have kids. It's like, you know, they communicate, you know, gone weddings and all kinds. Like, it's great and it's wonderful. Am I there? Fuck no. (laughs) To be honest, I'm not. And and it sucks, right? And I'm going to be honest. It sucks. I'm not going to act like it doesn't. But I'm also not going to act like I'm not trying in a sense. You know what? I take that back. I am and I'm not. You know how you just get to a place where it's like, I don't give a shit anymore. This is what it is. I can't change anyone. I can't make someone be the person who I want them to be or control or whatever. So I think that's where I met with it, right? Like it's just this is what it is. And I choose on what energy that I 
want to use in the moment, right? Mm, yeah, uh, I'll have a conversation with you. Only if it's pertaining to our kid. If it's anything outside of our conversation with our child, then no, there is no need for us to talk right right now because you still haven't respected, right? Me as a person outside of being the mother of your child. And even being the mother of your child, the respect is not all the way there. So that's where, you know, I'm at. I'm like, okay, I've been kind of, I don't want to say avoiding the topic because I talk about it freely with like best friends and my mom and, and all of that, but to record it and just have it out there <laughs> in the world for people to hear. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's nerve wracking, crazy world because the moment you hit publish, right. And it's out there, it's out there. Like, of course I can delete the episode or record it and not publish it. But it's like the moment you publish it and it's out there, it, you know, you open yourself up to the ridicule, the ridicule and the opinions and all of that. And I'm, and that's uncomfortable. So I'm trying to, I'm getting to the being comfortable with the uncomfortable. And this is just me and my journey and my perspective. And I'm not bash bashing anyone within this. This is just my experience, right? This is what I'm experiencing. This is how I'm taking it. That's that's what it is, right? And I'm good. Like it took me a while to record today because I'm like, okay, am I gonna talk about co-parenting? Am I not gonna talk about co? And it's not a bad subject, right? It's not. It's just it's it's just putting yourself out there, like you kind of putting your own personal business, and that's pretty much what it is and that's completely you know and it's fine people do it right oh and you know co-parenting and all that okay this kind of the sense of talking about babies congratulations to miss Haley bailey am i saying her name right i hope i'm saying her name right but congratulations to her the 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 birth of her beautiful baby boy we saw the hand the baby's probably just gorgeous because she because she is gorgeous but the, the comments and people coming after her because she hid her pregnancy. Listen, y'all. Haley don't owe y'all a damn thing. Okay? you. She does not owe you to be all up in her cootie cat. You know, like, it's her business. Being pregnant is stressful. It is very stressful. Your body goes through so much and within that you are more emotional than you normally are you are more sensitive than you are normally than you normally are you get aggravated probably a little bit more quicker than what you know it's like and then just I mean just pregnancy overall is it does a lot to you mentally 
Because every day you get to feel, like once you feel the baby move, it's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. You know you're pregnant, right? But it's not until, for me anyway, it, it wasn't until I felt that flutter, like the movement that I was like, oh shit, I am pregnant. Oh, excuse me. You know, so, and that's something you want to keep for yourself. And I understand it. I don't, people didn't find out. Like I didn't announce outside of family members, right? I didn't announce I was pregnant until I was given, until um, my best friend was throwing me a baby shower. My best friend and my mom was throwing me a baby shower. That's when people, when they got inv invitations in the mail for a baby shower, that's when people found out I was pregnant. And I had my baby shower when I was eight months pregnant. Seven and a half, eight months pregnant. That's when I kind of made the announcement. And it wasn't even like an announcement. It was, hey, come, you know, this is the baby shower. To the point that one of my friends, Shade, who is doing her thing on the news, y'all. Shade Gray, shout out to you. But she called me. <laughs> and she was like, hey, boo. I was like, hey. She's like, I got the strangest thing in the mail. She's like, I got a baby shower invitation. Is this from you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's me. She's like, what? She's like, you're pregnant? I was like, yeah, I'm about eight months. Eight months? I was like, yeah. So. <laughs> and it's funny because that Christmas, right, before I found out that I was pregnant, I found out I was pregnant like the end of January going into February. So for Christmas, um, me and my best friend, we would throw, like, we started doing, like, annual, or, like, a, we created, like, an annual Christmas party for us and our friends or whatever. But we're at the Christmas party, and I jokingly was, like, I dropped something, and then I dropped something in. So, jokingly, I was, like, oh, my God, I keep dropping stuff. So, our other friend was, like, ha you pregnant. I was like, that's not funny. No, I'm not. I was like, you cute. Not funny. Well, I was like, what does that have to me dropping stuff? What the heck does that have to do with me being pregnant? You stupid. I am not pregnant. Right? <clears throat> but in January <laughs> of 2010, I was leaving my son's dad's house. I was heading home. And there was a, a Walgreens that I would have to pass. And something in me was like, get a pregnancy test. And I was like, it's going to come out negative anyway. It's fine. Yeah, I ain't pregnant. Um, and because I was so sure, I got a Walgreens brand pregnancy test. Because <laughs> I was like, it's going to come out negative. So I don't need no name brand test. Um. Went home, took the first one. That one came out positive. I said, bullshit. Took the second one. That one also came out positive. 
It's like, this is some bullshit. Like, why is it? I was like, you know what? Because it's a Walgreens brand test. Nope. I was like, you know, sometimes you got to stick with them brand names. You just, you just have to. You got to stick with the brand names. So the next, I didn't say anything to anybody. The next day I woke up with my mom and I said, oh, mom, I'm going to take you to the train. Cause she's like, cause you know, she saw I was up. She's like, you up early. I said, I'm going to take you to the train. I need to use the car today. She's like, okay. Took her to the train. And I stopped at, I guess I'm going to date myself, but we all know I am the, I'm fabulously 36, so I don't care. I stopped at Kmart, and this is when Kmart was 24 hours. Wait, was it 24 hours? I don't know, but I know when I went, because I went in the morning. It was after I took my mom, I hit the train. I went to Kmart, and it's weird because I know I was making sure that no one I knew saw me because I didn't want anybody to see me <laughs> buying a pregnancy test because <laughs> I just didn't got what was it first response got the, the the pink box right I think that's first response and that one had the two had two tests in it bought that I was like yep this is what I did Gonna tell me the truth. We're gonna buy the two box. We're gonna buy the two test and one. Went home. Both tests came out positive. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. And I think I told people that I took five tests. It was actually six because I that day, I don't even know if it was that day or the next day. I was hanging out with my friend. I was hanging out with my best friend. And I think jokingly, not even jokingly, I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And she's driving and she slammed on the brake so fucking hard. Damn near flew. Even though I had a seatbelt on, but damn near flew through the windshield. I was like, what the fuck? She's like, what you just say? I was like, I think I'm pregnant. Even though I took four tests and clearly... I shouldn't be saying, I think I'm pregnant. I should clearly be saying that I'm pregnant, right? <laughs> Told her we bought another test. It was another first response, but it was just a one. And we went to her grandmother's house. Went to Graham's house, took the test there too. And it came out and it, it came out positive. And she's like, what the fuck? And at that point, I did. I let Deshaun's dad know. And what's funny about it is he would always joke because I'm like, oh, I got something to tell you or I need to talk to you about something. He goes, ha you're pregnant. And I think one day I was like, you're going to say that one day. You're going to ask me that. You're going to get the answer that you are not expecting to get. So you better stop saying that. So I sent him a message saying that. I did because, you know, we were texting back then too. I was like, it's something that we need to talk about or something that I said. And, I, and once again, Joan, he was like, you pregnant? And I didn't say nothing back. And he was like, why are you not? Why are you not responding?
And he's like, please, he's like, you fucking with me? I'm like, no, I'm not. And so what's funny is I already had a doctor's appointment set up, my annual, you know, the annual physical and all that stuff and all that. Just, that was already um, scheduled on the books. And so I called the doctor's office and I was like, hey, I'm scheduled to come in and I'm scheduled to come in and I want to know, you know, can we add a pregnancy test to that? Um, oops, sorry. Um, I want to know if we can add a pregnancy test to that. And they're like, oh, you can come in at any time to do a pregnancy test. You don't need to schedule. You, can, you don't need to schedule an appointment for that. You just walk in. I was like, for real? And I went when they first opened in the morning. I shouldn't have done that because, you know, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you have to do? You have to pee, right? So by the time I got there, I didn't have to pee. I had to, like, let three other patients go in front of me because I couldn't I couldn't pee. But finally was able to pee. Came back and, they, yeah, I got the, the doctor's confirmation <laughs> of... Of that I was pregnant and we even took I was like can we take a blood test let's do blood like because clearly and she was like well how she's that did you take a, a home pregnancy test I said yes and she was like well how many I said five and she goes five girl we don't we can take one we can take a blood test but you're, you're pregnant we, we did we took blood had to, of course wait for those results to come back but and it's funny because when my doctor's office was, my best friend like worked at the department store down the street. So like I had to pass her job to get to it. And so that's why I stopped. That was my first stop when I was even because she was working that day. She opened the store. So she was working and I stopped there. And when I walked in, she just looked at me like, and what? And I just shook my head. Yep. And she's like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I just need a minute to process. But I was, I, I share that story because I went off on it. But I share the story to just be like, you go through so much the the finding out that you're pregnant and having to tell, you know, when I like, you know, I found out I was pregnant. I wasn't working and I was still living with my parents. So to have to tell my parents and all this and that, like, it was, it, it was stressful in those first beginning months, you know, so for her to keep it a secret and to keep it to herself, I give her all props because that is a time of where you should enjoy it, embrace it, love on it. Being pregnant is a wonderful thing. Hopefully you have no complications and everything is smooth. You know, it's beautiful. You want that time to yourself because personally as a mom, you're the one carrying the baby. So that's your time to bond and they hear your voice and you feel the movement and just the changes that your body goes through and this and that. So I give her all props and praises that she kept it to herself. She delivered a beautiful, healthy boy. And girl, you don't own nobody shit. I understand because you're a celebrity or the life that you're in, people feel that you owe them access to your life and you don't. 
They can kiss your ass as far as I'm concerned. It's your life. You choose the information that you want people to know. We didn't need to know. It was none of our business. When it was, when I saw it posted, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like it didn't, I didn't feel any kind of way. I don't know her. She don't know me. I didn't take it personal. Now, if it was my best friend who did that shit, me and her would have some, we will have some fucking problems. You got a whole baby and you didn't tell me. See, that's different. But, you know, she don't owe nobody nothing. Just my little tangent, I guess I went off on. And I know, you know, just because, you know, we're talking about kids and babies and that kind of that got into my head. I remember seeing that and just want to give her. I give you props because, you know, I understand. I did the similar thing. You know, you waited till after the baby was born. I sent out baby shower invitations and people were still like, yeah, you ain't pregnant. So, so yeah, my friends didn't think I was having kids and that's perfectly fine. Um, but I just wanted to just say that because, you know, we were talking about babies. But anyway, co-parenting. I wish every co-parent the best co-parent relationship for you. Like I said, the the way that I feel co-parenting should work may not work the same for the next person and vice versa. How they feel it should work may not work the same for me. And I respect that because we're all different. We, we, we all have to look at things differently. We're not the same person. So I wish everybody, you know, the best co-parent relationship that you can have with with each other in that it's it's the love and the beneficial for the child. I wish and hope that every parent is actively and consistently involved in their child's life. I don't feel that you need a court to tell you to spend time with your child. Now, don't get me wrong. I get every situation is different. And some people go to court. And I, un- I want to rephrase that. I understand why some choose to go to through the courts. Because somebody probably is making it harder or difficult for the person to see their, to see their child. And I get that completely. You need that piece of paper from the judge to be like, no. I'm supposed to have them on this day. You're giving me him. You're giving them to me on this day. You can't hold or block whatever that I get. But when you two can have those conversations and just, hey, you got full access to your kid. I don't, you know, I don't care. I'm not going to block. I'm not going to do any of that. When you have that, I don't feel like the courts need to be involved. You shouldn't need someone because of a piece of paper telling you when, you know, to get your kid. You're an adult. You're the parent. You know that you need to spend time with your child. And you can't um, blame others or put it off on others if that's not happening. Also understand that your kids are going to get older, right? 
They're going to start creating their own narrative. They're going to have their own experiences. They are going to have, you know, different feels about things. Um, it may be time they want to spend time with you or it's time like, you know, they got their own friends or doing their own things. They have their own crew or whatever. And so it may, oh, I can't, you know, you can't get upset or your feelings if they make plans or something else. Kids get older. They don't always want to be around, you know, always want to be around their parents. I told you, I got to a certain age and I think both my parents in the kitchen, they look, they're like, you're never here. <laughs> like, where are you going now? <laughs> so, and you have to respect, right, that that's your kid's life and you can't get, you know, in your feelings about it or guilt trip them into it. That's not good co-parenting as far as I'm concerned trying to lay a guilt trip on your child to make them feel some kind of way because they don't want to do what you want them to do right that's not cool this whole you know just the whole thing it's it's a learning learn as you go you know I know they probably do have books on it and you know, and have the conversations. But like I say, every every thing is not going to work for everybody. What worked for couple co-parent A is not going to work for the co-parents in group B or whatever. You know, you just have to be adult enough to have those uncomfortable conversations and not, like I say, getting your feels yell, shout, whatever, because that makes it a challenge to have conversations when it gets like that. Like, you know, and I mean, that's just a, no matter, not just a co-parenting relationship, that's just relationships, period. And we need to realize that like if the moment that you start yelling, that person is not going to want to talk to you. I know for me, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. You're not going to yell at me like you're crazy. And I'm not going to go back and forth with you. But yell for what? This innocence of me yelling. You know what? Actually, my that's if I can find it real quick. She posted it on Facebook recently, right? And all I could say was amen to it. She posted a scripture and it's from Proverbs. And it says, fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Which is why I don't go back and forth with people. Right? You can holler, you can do whatever, raise your voice. And it's not even necessarily raising your voice. I'm not giving you that energy. Not even if it's loudly, right? I can be quiet, but it's just the energy that you are giving off overall within the con within the conversation or whatever, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. I'm not going to give you that. I'm going to quietly sit here. I'm going to let you speak your piece. That's how you feel. And it is what it, uh, me going back and forth with you over something small or petty is not going to, it's not going to fix the situation. Right. So that just, oh yeah. 
I don't know if you can tell by the way I sound like it's just co-parenting. Just the learning of it and going through it and figuring it out and making sure that I'm doing the right thing for my child, right? That's always like my main concern through everything. Am I doing my best for him? Because the last thing you want your kid to do is to be like, well, you didn't allow you didn't allow this or you stopped this from happening or you did this and you did that or you yelled and you did like you don't want your child to feel like you harbored or kept them from being able to be a part of the other parent's life, right? You want to make sure you're doing the best to your ability not to get in the way of that so they can come up with their own conclusion and have their own experience and make their own decisions on how they want to handle it. I feel at a certain age, you have to respect that of your child, right? Like, cause they're not going to be little. Well, they're not going to be five and six and seven forever. They're going to get to be teenagers, 13, 14, 15, where I want to say at that age for myself, you know, a lot of stuff became clear I started noticing things, just all the relationships around me and just really just paying attention to certain things more and really coming up, being really coming up with my own conclusions of certain things going on around me and just kind of, so I think that's a good age. They're going to start doing it. And you have to respect it and you can't, like I said, put a guilt trip on them because it's not going in the way that you want it to go. And then I'll, you know, and don't feel like you need to be applauded every time you take time to do whatever. You take a take time off work or take time to call or take time, whatever, whatever it is. It's like don't make it, you know, get in your feelings because a parade didn't happen because you did something for, you know, I'm just saying it's just this whole code. It's just, it's a journey and it's the learning and it's the realizing things. And I think that's what also got me to do this episode because to put it out there, to let one, let other people know, somebody may be going through, you know, maybe thinking and feeling the same thing that I'm saying right now, you know, to help them out. You have to, you have to get it out there to get the conversation started, right? So let's start the conversation. Let's, you know, try to figure it out. Like I say, it's a learning thing. It's not in someone's going through it and it's not just you and just co-parenting in itself is, and I've said this like a thousand times already, just within the last 10 seconds, it's, it's crazy. And it can take a toll on you, especially when you know it could be different and you would and you want it to be different. It can take a toll. That's just where I'm at with it. And, you know, I will 
most likely do it. You know, this is a on. This is not just a one and done conversation. Like it's not just going to end here when I sign off. Right? It's gonna continuously keep happening on different occasions and just having the vent and let it out. And that's just what this is. What this is. It's just kind of letting it out. But that's, I guess that's how I'm going to end it because I have, I have no idea what else. And I don't want to, like, I feel like I'm repeating myself over and over again. I'm sorry, y'all. But, yeah. All right, y'all. You know, we are too blessed. <laughs> we are too blessed to be stressed. We got this. It's it's Thursday. We can get it through, right? Have a great day. And if you can't have a great day, don't go messing up nobody else's now. You know, I got to close. Like Auntie Tam. Y'all be good. Y'all be safe out there. Love you. Love you all. Thanks for the support. That's, I'm always going to say that because I appreciate it. I really do. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you later.